Welcome to the Grace World Podcast. I'm Dan Hewitt. And I'm Becky, his wife. This is episode nine, the Mother's Day episode. And in this episode, we will talk all things about moms. Yay. So, Becky, do you have any memories of your mother from way back? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. And also, my mom is still around, so... We're still making memories. But first, I wanted to just say Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there because everybody gets to celebrate Mother's Day because everybody has a mom. And so we honor our mothers um, this weekend, tomorrow specifically. Uh, But we do want to, Dan and I both want to, name some specific things and ways that we want to honor our moms. So um, I am encouraging everybody to think of some things uh, about your mom that are godly, that show God's character through how your mom was or what she did. And so I have two things actually in mind about my mom, and I know my mom will listen to this. So, mom, I say thank you from the bottom of my heart for many, many things, but these two things in particular. The first thing that I want to mention about my mother Hmm. is that she takes great joy in her children. She always has. She, Mm -hmm. there has never been any doubt that I have never never been in any doubt that my mom fully loves me. And I remember when I was little, she used to love to dress me up. She even made special clothes for me for special occasions. My hair was always done, especially for church or, you know, pictures. Um, She loved to come to the things that I was involved in in school um, and actually all through my life, even up, <laughs> up until the last concert that I was in, um, this choir that I sing in the community choir, she would come to every one of those. Like she has been my biggest fan and she just takes great joy and delight in me. And she says that to me when I come over, she said, I just, I just love having your presence mm. with me. And so I think that is a a very, very, um, she's a cheerleader. Yeah. And, and that, and I do think that is godly because I think that's how God is with us too. Mm-hmm. He very much takes joy and delight in his children. So do you want me to say the next thing or do you want to go back and forth here? I'll go back. We'll go back and forth. Okay. That way. So you, you name something about your mom. My mother had an amazing gift of hospitality and, when I was young, I remember having to clean the house a lot. <laughs> Me too. Because we had guests all the time. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because, I mean, she was a machine for cleaning, making food, getting things ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it was incredible the amount of work that she would do. And with good motivation. It wasn't like anything negative there. It was really good. And But... Um, I didn't appreciate it as much when I was young. I think, although I was actually trained into that, so I very much 
and about having hospitality for people and so forth. But I think the biggest thing I remember is after she passed away, which was in, well, 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. the amount of people who talked about how my mother would just make her tea, make them tea and just sit with them and talk. Mm-hmm. And so I think the biggest thing my mom did, it wasn't just hospitality. She had time for people who just came over. Yes. She would always, in fact, well, here, I'll go ahead. In fact, here's an example. My mother was a complete non-smoker, hated cigarettes, could not stand them and kept them a clean house. But there was the realtor in town who sold them their first house. When he came over, she would bring out the ashtray and let him smoke in the house (laughs) because it was more important to her to make him comfortable than to have a house that smelled of smoke. (laughs) And I was always that, I mean, the first time she did that blew me away. (laughs) That's beautiful. So, what does that say about God? I think hospitality is fundamentally saying, I want to make a place for you that is good that you can enjoy Mm. yeah i want to have an environment that you are blessed in yeah that's good and spend time with you there's a there's a relate that's yeah it's not just building you up it's uh it's i want to spend time with you and that's where yeah that's where the people who spoke about her was that she was willing to spend the time so she didn't just do the effort of making the stuff she put in the time with the people yeah i got to experience that a little bit sadly not as much as i would have liked but i remember sitting at her table with her tea constant comment constant comment Mm -hmm. that's cool okay another thing about my mom is um she loves a party and she loves an event and there. I can't count. I'm sure I could not count all of the times where she wanted to make something special, whether it was a holiday, gosh, the holiday traditions, (laughs) so many holiday traditions or a birthday. Oh, yeah. There was a lot. (laughs) I went to them all. Yes. Yes. In our 33 years of marriage. Hmm. Um, But she loved to make things special and make you feel uh, like the favorite, even though she, she never favored anyone over another. She just loved everybody to feel special and favored. And so, I mean, they would go, she and Ma and dad would go all out on some of these events and parties, little details, big details, fancy new clothes or costumes or new food or decoration. I mean, everything, everything that she can um, make into some kind of event or party, she will do it because she just loves to have fun. And that, of course, you do. I do feel special when I'm at her house. Even, you know, I think it's part of it, the hospitality thing too. You know, if somebody comes over, she's got the iced tea going and, mm-hmm. you know, God forbid that she doesn't have a fresh batch of cookies or brownies made or something so that she can give something nice to, to the people that come in, but, um, she better have those Hershey nuggets. <laughs> that's right. If nothing else, she got her jar, <laughs> jar of chocolates sitting on go. the counter so that people can have a sweet treat when they come in. But that is just, 
that draws me toward wanting to just be in be with her because she's just so fun. Um, and I think the Lord is, I think the Lord's fun. Mm-hmm. I think he, he loves to have a party. He mm-hmm. loves to celebrate. He loves to do things. That's the prodigal well. son. He says, let's party. For sure. Come home, let's party. For sure. All the festivals in the Old Testament, remembrances mm-hmm. and stuff, those were all, almost all of them had to do with a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Mom. My mother was also a, well, I kind of said it in the last one, but she was a listener. She was also a listener, but... She she had two ways she communicated to people. She didn't talk a lot. She wasn't a yacker. She didn't uh, give people lots of information. Although she would buy books. I was going to say that. She <laughs> definitely would buy books. If you needed something or whatever, she'd get a book for you. And one that she had read. One that she had read. Yeah. yeah. So she would always have a book available to send to you for if you had a problem or something going on, she had a book mm-hmm. and would buy you a book. But then she would also, when you wanted to talk, she would listen. And she didn't, she was not one who talked a lot back. She mostly listened. And that's uh, that's probably a rare trait to just listen. Intently listen. Like eye mm-hmm. contact, body language. I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, no. <laughs> You obviously didn't get, carry on this gift. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did. She. This is a comedy show. Yeah, is it? <laughs> I didn't get that memo. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. You could tell that when she was listening, she was wanting to understand your heart. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk more about moms. You had some other thoughts on... On moms, you know, uh, let's see. What was it you want to talk about first? Well, I guess we already talked something first. So what would it, you had some <laughs> stuff in Proverbs you wanted to talk about? I think. Yeah, I um, was just contemplating, honestly, and this has more, as much to do with all women who honestly, all women have the opportunity to be in the role of mother whether or not they actually birth children or adopt children or whatever, we have the capacity as women to nurture and um, do motherly things with other people. I do it all the time. It's not just with my own kids or my own in-law kids. Um, We get an opportunity to do that. And I was thinking about a Bible study that Dan and I did a long time ago called The Five Aspects of a Woman, The Five Aspects of a Man. And in that Bible study uh, by Marilyn Hauschel, Hauschel, I think it was, yeah. She blew, I I remember being just mind blown by the concept that half of God's characteristics are feminine. Mm -hmm. Like half of God is masculine and half of God is feminine. Mm -hmm. And understanding that uh, we because I all the pronouns in God are he mm-hmm. you know in the Bible I mean about God are he I, I just don't meditate on that very often but I want to I want to because that means that I carry um, 
not that it's a competition or anything, but an equal amount of characteristics of God, unique Mm -hmm. characteristics of God as the male side of the characteristics of God. And Mm -hmm. our, quite honestly, sadly, our, our Christian leadership is mostly male. So you mostly hear only from the male brain or the male revelation or the male lenses about Mm -hmm. God. And we don't hear very much about the female lenses of God. So, as and, I go ahead, as I contemplated that, it takes me always to Proverbs because Proverbs is a f- the the. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is right. The Hebrew words in Proverbs are a lot of them are feminine. Is that right? Or the tenses or the I don't well, know I don't, Hebrew, so I don't know. It presents wisdom. The word wisdom it often presents it metaphorically as a woman and she. Okay. Wisdom is a she. And you know about before you jump in that, I want to look okay. at that because this is where I think we have abuses. God is complete, so he has all the attributes, right? Mm-hmm. When he made man, he took ma- woman from man, and he. I, I think part of his goal there was to say kind of a picture of our incompleteness without him, but he made us to have other people, specifically male and female, to see that complement of what those other things are. Because I think our tendency is to be self-reliant or independent or think I have what I need, and God specifically designs it. And we see some abuses along the way because, you know, God presents, while he's fully complete and is really technically neither male nor female, he presents himself predominantly as he, Mm -hmm. just because of well, who knows why, cultural reasons, authoritative, I don't know, lots of different reasons, but he chooses to express that. But it's not to say he also shows through Psalms, he has, like you said, feminine attributes, you know, it's like, I want to put you under my feathers like a mother hen. And, you know, there's, there's pictures and imageries where God gives that side uh, where he basically has everything. And so the idea is we can often try to project that and say, you know, male is good or better or female, you know. And you, what you also Getting see is... In a comparison. Right, yeah. in a comparison. <clears throat> and it's like, well, no. it's Neither of us are complete. Mm-hmm. We are designed to be with others. In fact, we're designed to be with other people, period. And God has designed us to be in unity with others it's kind of how the picture he wants to accomplish in us right and so that's that's what love living out love is is recognizing i don't have everything but i do have something to give others and others have something to give me and together that's a that's a wonderful thing yeah yeah i agree right so I um, am going to go to the dreaded Proverbs 31 for Mother's Day. <laughs> a virtuous woman. Okay, that was for Greg and Paul Thayer. <laughs> was, that a, was that a worship? That was, no, but uh, I remember they used to sing it like that because that was a big song back in the day. It was the like Proverbs 31 woman. Twyla Paris or something? I don't know. I think it was a guy saying it. Huh. A virtuous woman. All right, Greg, we're relying on you, my brother my Greg, <laughs> to help us remember who sang that song. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Stuff. Yeah, this is actually an interesting chapter because it's one that's either, it's a wonderful fount of information or something that women are beaten over the head with 
and told they need to try harder to be mm-hmm. a better woman. So, mm-hmm. so what's the correct answer? <laughs> well, I think there's two perspectives. At least today, I'm going to bring out two perspectives of Proverbs 31. If you've never read it, I encourage you to. Um, it's 31 v- verses. It's a nice proverb, actually, to read through. Uh, well, I was going to say one verse a day, but actually that's kind of out of context. But anyway, if you do that, you could really get out of context, but maybe not. Anyway, um, Proverbs 31 is actually uh, in line with the rest of Proverbs where they're giving, where somebody is saying, talking to their son, basically, and saying, I want you to live Mm -hmm. a good life. And if you follow these wisdom principles, you will have a good life. It's the sowing and reaping book yeah, of the I mean, Bible. Right. We sometimes think with grace world, it means I can be an idiot and I'll just be blessed. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, you can be an idiot and it'll hurt. Mm-hmm. God will still love you and he can help. But Proverbs basically says, here's how to not be dumb and how to live abundantly in making good choices. Right. And like you said, it's, or like I said, and you agreed, it's from the feminine perspective. So we get a little advantage even in under, women get a little advantage in understanding Proverbs, I think maybe better than men. That's a big generalization. But anyway, that doesn't have to do with Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31 is about um, a godly woman and this lady, it's it's, uh, King Lemuel's mom, actually. The words of Lemuel, king of Masa, which his mother taught him, um, basically how to be a good king. And the first nine verses, I think, are talking about how he needs to stay away from strong drink and how he needs to judge fairly and be a mouthpiece for those who can't talk for themselves. Really good wisdom in those. And then from verses 10 to the end of the chapter, um, it, he, uh, he, they describe what a good wife or a good woman, the characteristics of a good woman. I'm not going to read through the whole thing. Like I said, you can read it. But I do want to point out a couple of things. So here's my first perspective. Um, the This woman, this has not been my favorite chapter typically of the Bible. Because of course, in my legalistic days, I looked at this and thought of this was a huge list of all I had to, I had to you gotta measure do up all of these things to actually be a good wife. I think that is the case. That well, if you don't do them all, you better watch it, you buddy. Fa- you failed as a wife. <laughs> I used to think that. Isn't that terrible? I don't know why. I don't I know if it was tell her to think taught that, that way. No, no, know. this is before I even got married. Well, okay. some after too, but anyway. Um, but the perspective I think actually is this woman has such a confident identity. You know in, what she's in today's word? She is fully empowered. Yes, yes. She has such a confidence in her identity of who she is as a woman of God that she can do all of this stuff mm-hmm. without the striving and without the guilt and without the pressure. She just um, oozes it. She right. oozes the the capacity to do all of these things. And here's a couple of verses that make me think this. So um, verse 10 says, a capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman, who is he who can find her? She is far more precious than jewels, and her value is far above rubies or pearls. And as I meditate on that verse, I think, do I think of myself as far more valuable 
than rubies or pearls? Do, do I think of myself as precious? Most of the time, I don't think I keep, I'm in that place of understanding in my identity, but this woman got it. So we're starting with identity first. Yeah. Like she knows that she is precious and valued far above these, these valuable gems <clears throat> that you can find in the earth. Um, then it goes into a whole bunch of other stuff. And then I also, um, like verse 26, she opens her mouth in skillful and godly wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. And I think, okay, well, like I said before, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about how Graham Cook says that God is the kindest person he knows. Mm -hmm. I try to be kind, but if I don't feel like I'm getting caught, if I'm not living in kindness from the Lord, I, I'm sorry, but it does not come out of my mouth. What? <laughs> I am not able to be kind on my own. I'm just not. I When I'm living in... Identity mm -hmm. crisis, I, it is not possible for me to be kind. I mean, I can be polite, but I know that my heart is not being kind. My mind is not filled with kindness. Isn't that interesting? It is. So it's actually, this is, it's interesting how there's two fundamental ways you can view this. And you either say, there's a bunch of stuff I've got to do. Oh my gosh, there's a list. How am I going to do all this stuff that I have to do? Or... It's, I am a person who has value, meaning, and purpose. God, what what can I do? What should I do? Show me the great things I can be accomplishing. And God's like, how much would you like to do? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to do this much. Okay, great. Do that much. Can I do more? Sure. Mm -hmm. I'll help you do more. You want to do this? Sure. Let's do that. You know, and he's, he's encouraging and helping to grow and to bless and to constantly build us up. And to have us do things of real value and purpose. So it's like this, again, it's, this, it's the difference between legalism and grace is they may look the same externally to some people, but there's a difference in heart, joy, and life yeah. in what's coming out the other end. Yes. You know? Yes. Out the result. Out yes. of the function generator. Yes, yes, yes. So... Hey, no, we never don't give licentiousness enough knock, but that's because nobody votes for like, you know, nobody's going, yay, we need to be more licentious. <laughs> you don't see that much. What does that Sorry. have to do with anything? I lost the context. Because <laughs> they constantly bring up a comparison of legalism and grace. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, instead yeah. of licentiousness and right. grace. There's not that many people in the church saying we need to do more nasty stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't usually have to address that as much. That's true. It does happen, but. Not much, relatively speaking, at least not in the churches I've been in. That's right. That, we, we're coming from the perspective of being in legalistic churches. Well, it's certainly more conservative. So, yeah. Well, conservative doesn't mean legalistic. No, but you'll see a drift in general. Conservatives will tend to err more on legalism, and the liberal, more liberal churches will tend, I'm saying 10, 10, 10, 10 is important, they're more likely to say you can do more things and they're more, more allow more licentiousness. And that's a really big statement. So I'm not really pushing that one there, but I'm just saying if we're going to err, there's probably a little bit, but of we, course, you and me err. No, nah, if people were to err and say, Hey, what, what do denominations do? It's probably more that way. But realistically, everybody's got 
little patterns of legalism and everybody has little patterns sometimes of licentiousness but i didn't mean to digress down this little <laughs> road here so this That's is not right. a judgment on any specific do- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's know. just an observation that's right all. It's and just what it an is, observation. is you know what all denominations have issues right. and some of them have and some all churches have issues and some have few some have a lot have their pet blind spots yeah you know and it's like okay how do we grow and get around that and learn that and keep yeah. and do better you know yeah and i've been in better and worse you know depending on the time yeah so should i keep going you know on what proverbs I'll, 31 you gotta yeah sure you've got a little bit more here i do and then because then i want to ask you something else about okay uh, this okay um, I want to just then talk about the end of the chapter here, um, where it says, many daughters have done virtuously, nobly, and well, but you excel them all. Charm and grace are deceptive. Beauty is vain. But a woman who reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. And um, obviously she has a relationship with the Lord and she lets that manifest in how she lives and how she works and how she talks. Um, it's a real relationship with Jesus, with the Lord. And I will say that as a man that young men, if you're choosing a woman, you may find somebody beautiful, but if they are not in the Lord and growing or something like that, you will tire of them soon because they're not taking you anywhere they're not helping you to grow mm-hmm. and that's part of the relate in fact let me go bring so now i'm gonna ask my question using our modern terminologies where we have gender roles versus responsibilities capabilities because we have attributes okay you mentioned attributes there's attributes of god that seem masculine or feminine those are attributes mm-hmm is motherhood or is being a mom a role or is it an attribute is it a activity I, you should see the look on becky's face like, <laughs> where are you going with this <laughs> yeah because so i don't want to answer the question wrong well, like, because you know, obviously okay, there's so a here, right answer here no so here's what i'm trying to say is well i'm not trying to finish this but to ask you so a lot would say, oh, I don't have to be a mom. That's a role. And others would say, well, that's a role that you have to have as a woman. I mean, that was in the 50s and 60s. That would be a predominant expectation versus... Way before the 50s and 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, up through, but okay. less so after. Is it really just a role that a woman has to do? Or is it something that you might do as a ministry or part of your life or part of the things that you want to express about yourself? I'm not asking a good question, am I? I, I yeah, I, I would say both. Uh-huh. Because the other thing that I want to say about this, is, so the first perspective that I took here with Proverbs 31 is that this is a woman who has a relationship with God. Okay. The second perspective is that because this is a, a lot of feminine vernacular, Mm-hmm. I think this does depict, I think the Proverbs 31 woman does depict God mm-hmm. in the feminine characteristics that he has, that he is the virtuous woman. And so 
doubt back to your question, is that a role or is that a characteristic? Yeah. Well, I think I guess what I'm saying would be looking at here is if you look at Proverbs 31, it's not, let me see, we're doing the Mother's Day mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to be the, a woman does not have to be a mother to be fulfilled. That is one of the aspects. Mm-hmm. It may be significant. Being a mom might be a role, a part-time activity. Well, okay, it's probably a full. Careful, careful, careful. Does it keep, does it keep you busy? <laughs> A mom is a part-time role. I can't believe I you just that. said that. I admit that's part of the role. <laughs> I mean, mostly you're like watching soap operas, eating bonbons. Oh my bonbons gosh. Here we are. Shovel. I'm digging myself deeper here. <laughs> okay, keep going. Is I'll try not to res- I'll try not to respond to you right now. I'm keep going. I'm trying to figure out if I actually have a point here somewhere. Oh, I'd like to know that. Well, I'm just trying to explore this of how much of this is... There are things women can do that they are maybe better suited. And this is, okay, that's part of what I want to say as a role. Men and women are different, believe it or not. But that doesn't mean all characteristics that you see are in all women. I mean, so in other words, women are more intuitive. Men are more spatially aware. Like my wife wants to always put furniture kitty corner. And yeah. it doesn't fit. But it fits in my mind. <laughs> and that's the only place it fits. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean all women are that way. So another what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to encourage to say, again, like in Proverbs thirty one, this isn't a list of everything a woman has to do. Right. But it's saying women may be able to more better fulfill some of these things. They may have some of these attributes that God gives them so that they are better at this, or at least some of these things in there. Like having children? They're better at it than men? I think they are better at having the children. <laughs> That's probably one. Yeah, I'd say women are better at that. So here's the thing about the list. Mm-hmm. It's the, the cultural context is these are all the things that the woman had to do to run her household well. And she was definitely a wealthy woman because she had servants mm-hmm. and you got to keep the cultural contact. This is why you cannot make this a list that all women have to do, which is what you're saying. I think what, what she, what she does personify a woman. She does because she takes the role. We'll use your, Mm -hmm. your word. She does take her role seriously and she does it to the best of her capacity because, and she can do that. She is very strong. She is very empowered because Mm -hmm. of her relationship with God. She is responding to God's goodness in her life by doing everything she does well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we can say that's for men and women alike, not just men. Yeah, whatever we do, we should do well. Right. But, But her thing, I think part of the reason maybe for this passage in in this day and age back then was to say um even a woman that has all these servants and comes you know has a wealthy husband who's honored in the square and all that business she doesn't just sit around and is a slacker and just 
rests on her laurels. She's not eating bonbons. She is not eating bonbons and watching soap operas. She's actually being very productive in who she is based on her identity as a virtuous, uh, valuable, precious person to God. Mm-hmm. And that's my whole point in that is that she is able to do these things. So you can be a mother, um, uh, uh, whatever your role is, mother, career woman, um, gosh, servant, minister, uh, whatever your role is, this is Mother's Day is a time to kind of highlight that and say, we are precious in God's sight because we personify half of God's character. Mm-hmm. This isn't just God gave us the ability to do this. We are made in the image of God, just like men are. And so we are able to fulfill the godly, the godliness that God of uh, God. Mm-hmm. In fact, not just able, we're supposed to, yeah, we're fact, supposed to yeah. show what God is like in, on the feminine spectrum. Okay. That's the boom there. That's the mic drop. Yeah, because your identity and abilities were given to you by God, and so you have the value, the glory, because God has put it on you. And because he's put it in you, you get to produce things of value, do things that have value, meaning, and purpose, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the opposite would be to say, I have to do stuff in order to have meaning. Right, right. Which is where... A lot of people are on the other side. Is I have been. Mm-hmm. I have to struggle and do mm-hmm. stuff in order to have value. Right, right. And I think the joy of God is he says, you have value. Now let's go do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go do great things. And that's part of the expanding the glory of God is that his attributes are put into us. Mm-hmm. And we get to reflect him and we get to see his glory manifested through us yeah and we and that's and the point of grace is grace allows us to do that and so because we live in grace the grace of god he does not count our sins against us he we get a new start every day to listen and relate to him that's the whole point of grace we can be completely fulfilled Mm-hmm. And whatever responsibilities he gives us because of the relationship that we have with him that is completely free. There is nothing blocking our relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And the things he calls us to do will not crush us. Right. Right. So what do we got left to tell moms or dads about moms? No, I'm not gonna talk to dads. I would just talk I would just say to moms specifically, um, Continue to pursue what God thinks of you. Continue to ask the Lord, Lord, where is my value? Where is my purpose? How do you delight in me? Give me the bliss. Allow me to experience your joy over me so that as a mother, I can do that over my children. Awesome. Is that all we want to say today? I think I'm finished. Are y'all done? 
I think that that's a good stopping spot. Do you All have right. anything else to say? Don't forget your mother's present. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> she'll be sad. And a present can be a good phone call or it a Snapchat a or yeah. a text. I love you, mom. I got a sweet card actually from one of my daughters and son-in-law. And um, that was just special. I just love to get little notes from people that say, I love you or I appreciate you. That's pretty much all it takes, honestly, is to feel loved and appreciated okay. as a mom. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening tonight or today. It's night. It's right before Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So we want Mother's to Day to, Eve. It's Mother's Day Eve. So that's <laughs> when, so leave something out for mothers <laughs> when they come in the night. No, that's Santa. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. We just uh, want to bless you and say we're glad that you're taking part and enjoying things together with us. Mm-hmm. And we always hope you can uh, drop us a line. Let us know. Send questions. We talked about we'll try to do a Q&A thing in I don't know how many weeks whenever we get a couple of If we get some cues. <laughs> so that we can have some aid. We don't have any cues, although we did get a couple of encouraging, encouraging notes this week. Um, from a couple of friends. So thank you for doing that. That was, that was nice. But yeah, ask us whatever, complain about whatever. We'll see what we can do here and send your emails to podcast at grace dot world, mm-hmm. or you can call or message us at eight, three, three, 85 grace. Mm-hmm. And that's probably I'd go visit our website at grace world. For all of these, and subscribe to the podcast so we know you're a part of it. And we just thank you for being here. We love you. Have a great week.